dangerously close. This episode is brought to you by William Micheladio. Now maybe you've heard that certain members of the wrestling community have made some unsavory comments about William Micheladio. But on the other hand, Dolly Parton and Reba McIntyre both speak very highly of William Micheladio. So who are you going to listen to? Go to WilliamMichelaudio.com. All right. My guest today is Giovanni Lanaya. Giovanni Lanaio is an actor and comedian based in Los Angeles. You can see Giovanni on Netflix, In Between Two Ferns, the movie, and in the upcoming season of Reno 911. What's up, Giovanni? Hi, you said my last name right. I'm, I'm floored. Oh, really? Yeah, thank you. You know what, what it is, I think, is like, um, I was a bicycle courier for a long time. Okay. I think it's something like that happens to teachers is when you deal with people's last names, like, so so much and you mispronounce people's names for a long time you start to get like more intuitive about names so. that's dope that's dope uh, yeah, yeah yeah i got your name right i was a bicycle courier and <laughs> would be fun like if you were a high school teacher you would get to a point where like more and more you'd just be like oh yeah this is probably i don't i don't know i don't think people are like yeah my high school teachers are usually pretty on point with the last names like they're usually like the worst ones i think but now i know that there's a stereotype a positive stereotype about bicycle couriers that they're intuitively good at name pronunciation it's a fun job i'm really glad that i got to do it uh but shit speaking about high school and high school teachers actually uh i read somewhere that you went to high school in uh puyallup yeah, I did. I did part of my high school in Puyallup, Washington, outside of Seattle. Um, so I was, I'm actually like I've never been to Puyallup, but I've spent a lot of time in Seattle. So I'm mostly familiar with like advertisements for the you know Puyallup Fair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it looks it looks like a pretty good fair. Uh, did you ever go? It's to such it? a good fair. Absolutely. Um, the fair was a part of life for sure. Uh, everybody worked at the fair, uh, before we were old enough, we were like, we got a half day of school to go to the fair. It's the seventh largest fair, uh, in the world. <laughs> um, maybe in the that. country, maybe in the country. I don't know. It's the seventh largest in at least the country. Um, you tell everybody what, uh, Puyallup is because I guess no one that doesn't live in Washington doesn't know. It's yeah. It's like, it's the joke to be like, right? Like something like it's that. like it's like 40 minutes outside of Seattle, but that's like the joke is that we're like, oh, yeah, I'm from Puyallup. Uh, we have a fair. N- never mind. <laughs> um, are you familiar with like the uh, Puyallup, uh, like the, the, the TV commercials with like the dancing uh, farm animals and whatnot? Oh, yeah. You can do it at a trot. You can do it at a gallop. You can do it real slow so your heart won't palpitate. Just don't be late. Do the Puyallup. There have been no opportunities for me to sing that in over a decade. So oh that's fine. Thank that's, you. Well, I was actually, that kind of leads into the next thing. Is I, I was going to say, I, I was curious if you were even going to like uh, remember that. Because like I was looking at kind of like... Uh, you've you kind of grew up all over like you're like born in yeah. germany and like lived in hawaii and like all kinds of dope places mm-hmm. but uh puyallup just kind of stuck out to me because i because i that uh that commercial for the fair song <laughs> is it's it's uh it really sticks with you like you don't forget it <laughs> yeah it'll yes when i can't remember my own name i will remember that song i'm sure um so I'm going to say this. I know you're an extremely talented, uh, or you are extremely talented at musical improv. And I was wondering, do you want to do a quick collab and make a new jingle for the uh, Puella Fair? Well, oh I my gosh. That's, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'll do it because I don't know how to say no to stuff, but like, that's hard because that, that song is, I just talked about how that song is ingrained in my soul. Uh, okay, it's, here we go. It's for it's for sure one of the best uh, like local television like advertisements I've ever seen in my life. I, I urge everyone to go on YouTube and look up Puyallup Fair. <laughs> I guess jingle, but yeah. Uh, do you want me to like kick it off and you go, or what? Or you want to go first? <laughs> uh, okay, you yeah. Let's. I mean, let's. What, are you playing music? Are you beatboxing? Are we just uh, going? I think we're just gonna like uh, d- do kind of what you just did, where you just like sang the actual song. Oh, okay. 
Okay, okay go for it. Okay. Um, well, shit. Now I feel I'm on the spot. Why did I ask to go first? <laughs> um, it's not in Seattle and it's not in Tacoma, but it's only about a 40-minute drive. There was an E. coli outbreak in the 90s from the animals, but we still kept going. Funnel cakes. If you want to see the biggest pig in the world, then you should go to the Gallup Fair. It's kind of dirty, but it's a place to find cute people because those are where the cute people are. I assume when all the anarchists go to Seattle for the May Day thing, they all probably live in Puyallup because it's cheaper to live there. It's not Bombershoot. It's not Bombershoot. It's the Puyallup Fair. It's worse, but it's fun. <laughs> all right. I'm going to, uh, so like later on, I'm going to edit this. I'm going to cut that out. I'm going to send that to the uh, <laughs> city council of Puyallup and be like, "Perfect, check it out, guys. We've got magic. I don't know if your fair is been... <laughs> I know you only have the seventh largest fair in the world. How would you like to be the fifth? Um, uh, you know, I don't. I think I don't have to say that that was not representative of my musical improv skills, but it was fun for me. Thank you for uh, making me do this. <laughs> <laughs> have you been to any other fairs? Have I been to any other fairs? Yeah, I went to a fair in Fresno. I like. I've been to the fair. I've been to the um, the Del Mar Fair in San Diego um fairs have really fun food there's like food and walking which is something a baseball game cannot afford unless you're like missing the game which is fine for me but it's just like i think it's fun to just walk around and indulge i think like uh i can't think of many fair experiences i so i live here in nashville and so like the, the easiest place to go like do roller coasters is in louisville kentucky mm -hmm. which is where they have a six flags and it's called kentucky kingdom but the I think the first time I went as an adult, it was the Kentucky State Fair. And so after I rode roller coasters until I was kind of like tired of it, I just like it's a free if you pay to get get into like six flights, you get to go to the fair too. And I went to the their biggest pig contest. And honestly, it was horrifying how big a pig can be. How big was the pig? Um, I if I had to guess, I mean like weight, I don't know, three thousand pounds. Like, what does, that, I mean, what does that look like? Three thousand. Well, okay, I'm trying to think of like what it looks like. It looks like it, a, bigger than a motorcycle. Bigger than a motorcycle, wider than like a motorcycle with a sidecar. I feel like it was longer than I am tall. So it's it was what okay. So oh my gosh. Like, it was definitely like it was like a mutant pig. Have you ever read any like Margaret Atwood? No. Oh, never mind. <laughs> cool. Good good podcast momentum. We're good. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I like I am a little freaked out because like you've been frozen in like the same uh facial expression this entire time and I've been not saying anything about it. Oh, well, well, I mean, I don't I I don't want to apologize because this is audio only, so it's fine, right? Um, oh, I guess yeah, yeah, yeah. you're yeah. missing out. My skin is like very good, but oh, I don't know if you can froze. tell oh, while it's frozen. Okay. No, your hair looks great, by the way. Oh, great. Yay. And looks like that's why I'm wearing a baseball hat because all I do is just like sweat and then like hide it. Listeners, Doug is wearing a black baseball cap and has a cello in the corner. Oh, uh, it's a stand up bass. Stand up bass. Cool. Stand up bass is dope. There's only the top of it. I couldn't tell. Um, so moving on to uh, uh, just I want to say like, so this is like me moving into like the compliments section. And oh, like I was great. Saying, like, that, that I am a fan of yours, and I, I truly am. And uh, one of the things I was going to say is that uh, in the Between Two Ferns movie, uh, I would have to say my favorite line in the movie is yours. And that's uh, there's a scene where you are like you're attaching like a lavalier mic to uh, Matthew McConaughey, and you're <laughs> like, oh no no, I can't hang out with you. Uh, I, I have plans to watch TV later. <laughs> 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 and then, there's so many good. Uh, lines in that movie but like that one in particular i was like that was like a laugh out loud like i was like ah, i think i like i really loved it and that was like was that kind of like your character's uh motivation was like that she uh like she like loved rejecting celebrities yeah i just i love turning celebrities down as a just a sensation of power um that that moment thank you for that and that moment was fun for me because matthew mcconaughey 
did not know what I was going to say or that I would be saying anything. Cause I mean, as far as he knows, I'm like a background actor. Like yeah. he's never seen me before. And so they were like action. And then I just started saying, no, I can't Sorry. And like, he didn't even, he didn't know what my deal was. He didn't know anything. So his reaction, which was like, what is <laughs> very genuine. I love that. Cause it came across. So like, I love the, uh, how like candid and like, like that, how real that feels because like, uh, your character is the, uh, you're like, do, you do sound and you're like, you hold yeah. the mic and all that. And uh, that's actually funny. Uh, the guy that helps me do this podcast for the most part, that's his real job. Oh, he holds boom mics in movies and like, you know, does uh, audio shit. But like, it was, uh, it was funny because I was wondering, I was like, I wonder if he thought that you really were just doing sound. <laughs> like, I don't know how much, how much you guys uh, kind of keep a veil over their eyes over like, you know, what's to keep that like, because everyone seems so natural. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they tell them very little. I was, well, actually that uh, made me think of like the, I have a lot of questions about that and there's so many questions to get through. So I will, I will be kind of more moving to it. But I think uh, one of the things I think if you watch that movie, I think people would wonder is like, did you really drive across America or is that just movie magic? I mean, did you guys all over LA? Oh, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of Griffith Park, if you're familiar. <laughs> I, I've i spent a lot of time in L.A., but like not enough to where I would be. I would recognize anything. So. OK, OK. Uh, but there's a scene where like it says you're in Nashville. You weren't really here, were you? No. And Uh-oh. there are scenes where I'm like, whoa, it's crazy. I wasn't in New York. It looks like I'm in New York. right now. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that's movie magic. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They did other some like they took Zach to New York. Uh, but other than that, there was everything was in LA. Oh, that's crazy. Well, that's uh, really impressive. <laughs> I was going to say uh, also, I know you guys like you pick out people that are like they're cool and you know they can take a joke and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But like a lot of times, people seem genuinely upset, and uh, I mean it could be really harsh. I feel like some of it could be like really harsh. I feel like uh, now, like first of all, like this is like way before the movie. Uh, but there was like one of the times when it, this was still on YouTube and it was funny or die. Mm-hmm. And uh, when Obama was on and I honestly, for a moment, like the way that Obama uh, spoke to Zach Galifianakis, like it really felt like he was a little bit angry. Like he was really talking down to him in a way that he was like, you've, you've, you've offended me. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Like I, I was I mean, I thought it was so dope that he agreed to do that, but oh, like, amazing. yeah, I was, I was very so, surprised. It was, yeah, it was one of the funniest ones ever. It's just like, yes, when he, like, I feel like when he looks at uh, Zach and he goes, how does it feel? Uh, like, what is it like for this to be the last time you ever interview a president? <laughs> yeah. In a way. And you know, what's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I assume like that wasn't scripted. It's just, he just, decided to say that i, I, I don't know because like uh, you guys you guys don't script for the actors right you just script for yourself yeah yeah zach has a list of questions that the <laughs> guest doesn't see it's funny there's also a photo like i you have a photo that i just think is hilarious because uh, uh scott ackerman wrote the movie and i'm a huge fan of him as well but uh there's you took a photo and scott Ock- or zach elevenakis is like you are you two are clearly talking while he's giving a speech to an audience <laughs> Yes. Says, uh, you said me and Zach are talking about my shoes. <laughs> yeah. well, I was like, like, we're standing at the premiere of the movie, like up in front of everybody at Arclight. And uh, Zach's like talking about the hard work everybody did. And or, sorry, Scott is talking about the hard work everybody did. And Zach is just whispering to me about my shoes. And I'm like, I'm not going to ever be like, shh. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just like, yeah, fun, right? Yeah, I just got him. Yeah, I got him for this. Uh-huh. Like, were like, were they like particularly like rad shoes, or was he just kind of like getting bored? I don't. Know. No, the shoes were dope. He was right oh, yeah. to comment. <laughs> um, do you have a favorite story uh, from filming this movie that like you can you can share? Because like, it seems like I mean, obviously, it, it must be fun to make any movie. From like my perspective, like I would I would just think that it would be amazing to act in a you know big hollywood movie but this one particularly seemed like it was just had to be fun as hell the whole yeah yeah it was super fun um the moment that stands out to me because i feel really embarrassed is uh when the day that tessa thompson was on set um so my my deal is that i like rejecting celebrities but like they don't tip like they were barely like 
telling, they weren't like telling people that if they were just doing an interview. Um, so I said, I was just, I like, we're rolling. Um, I'm talking to Tessa Thompson, like not even thinking about my little game. Um, and she like said something flirty to me. Oh my gosh. And I just wasn't ready. Cause nobody told her like my thing is rejecting celebrity or any, anything. Uh, Tessa Thompson is like hitting on me. And I was like, uh, uh, and I couldn't think of it. Like I just got, I just froze and it was like, I, I got your job to reject her too. Right. Uh huh. <laughs> she set me up to do my thing and it threw me off so bad. Cause she's so beautiful and oh so cool. God. And she dated Janelle Monet, and she's got, I mean, not at the time, but like she had the, she's yeah. got the, the, that, those photos with um, Taika Watiti and Rita Ora. Oh my gosh. She's just a dream. That's amazing. Okay, yeah, I did nothing. I, I did nothing. <laughs> I think I just, I think I probably just ran away. You're like, I don't care what I'm supposed to be doing. I will never, ever. Like reject this moment. <laughs> <laughs> no, my no, my body's like, don't you dare. <laughs> what's uh, what's Janelle Monae up to these days? Do you even know? Uh, I don't know. It's been a while since we've texted. I'm joking. We're not friends. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. She's such a talented artist. Yeah, she was great in Moonlight. CDs, I can't remember the name of it. Like, I'm I'm uh, you know old enough to be like, yo, I had that on CD or you know. <laughs> I had CDs. I used to sh I used to sharpen my thumbnails to make opening CD plastic easier. I I think I was just recently talking about like how I was. Oh yeah, I had this like heavy metal dude on here, and he was like he's you know like modern metal. Mm. And I was talking about like that I used to have Sepultura on cassette tape, and it was just like yeah, it, it made like a weird awkward silence, and I was like <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, shit, that was a really good story. Can you tell me another one? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, I satisfied your your ask. Um, hmm, I thought, well, I mean, everybody knows, but I'm just going to confirm that Keanu Reeves is the sweetest person on earth. Is he really? Oh, my gosh. So nice. I just there was a finally got around to watching uh, the, new, the newest Bill and Ted. I feel like a shithead for taking that long because I like Bill and Ted was like one of my favorite things ever for like so long. And then... Uh, like I think this week is the first time I watched it. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. Oh, did you did you reject Kiana? <laughs> we did. We did do. It didn't make it into the movie, but we did something. I know we did something with that game. But there was like I don't I don't know if you know this story. I guess there's a documentary about it. I haven't seen it. But there's an elderly woman who was living in a laundromat that Zach had like got like met and like got her an apartment and like just like helped her a bunch and there's and she they gave her a part in the movie um and between takes she was just telling Keanu a story and he just laid down next to her where she was sitting and just held hands with her for a while like <laughs> and I was just watching like wow what a sweet guy you know because he's the one who like doesn't even touch women in in photos you know he's always got his hand like three inches away from them and he was just like holding her sweet little hands it was so nice just when i thought i couldn't like him anymore <laughs> <laughs> I, uh he was there's been a few times where he like briefly like he had a movie and then it was my favorite movie like at that time like a uh, like point break oh yeah sure like sure whenever that was you know when i was a kid like i was just like that's my favorite fucking movie and then, uh, obviously, The Matrix for a while. Like, that's, you know, that happened, I think, to a lot of people, most people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I feel I feel terrible. You know, one thing I really, uh, speaking of Keanu Reeves, is that th these, like, awful meme makers keep putting him in these memes that I'm like, this is the antithesis of Keanu Reeves. I don't know. Are, like, they, not, are they not sweet? I haven't seen these. Um, there's, like, all these, like, weird, like, they're like Reddit people and like 4chan people and shit. And there's, I don't, have you heard of like Sigma males? No, I don't um, know. Well, then I hate to be the person to be the first one to tell you about it. So it's like, <laughs> it's like part of the incel movement. So there's, you you have your alpha males oh, no. and your beta males. And then there's this new thing called Sigma male, which is like to be like, oh, I'm a lone wolf. And sadly, Keanu Reeves is the face of it, though I know he no! would never want to be that. And it's always pictures of him being like John Wick or Neo. It's yeah, it's real sad. Miscast. No, I no, no. Hate it. <laughs> Boo. Um, I wanted to ask if you were really at uh, Peter Dinklage's house. 
that wasn't his house. It was actually Frank Sinatra's old house. Oh, what? That's great. Yeah, that we had rented. And that was during the um, the wildfires in L.A. So we had to like we were filming and like every take it was like, are we going to be able to do another take? The fires are getting closer and bigger. And there was so much like uh, helicopters and like dropping water and stuff. And it was not that far away. This was in Chatsworth. And um, yeah, we ended up having to like call it for the day. And it was supposed to be a one day shoot at Peter Dinklage's house scene. Um, but we had to go back and do it again um, because of the fires. I mean, obviously, like everyone was amazing in, in this, uh, the whole thing. But like, uh, there's a part where uh, you guys, you guys are running out of money and like you mm-hmm. keep getting across the United States and you walk into Peter Dinklage's house and you're like, Hey, can you please show us all your most expensive belongings? And he was like, yeah, I was about to anyway. <laughs> <laughs> He's deeply funny. He's yeah. so funny. And uh, like very sexy. Oh, yeah. I, I was actually watching it. Uh, like, so I watched in, uh, through the credits, of course, as I knew you guys were going to throw some just like funny credits shit. And I like the part where there's a there's a scene where he's he's in the chair and the, the interview's supposed to be happening. And he just stops and like, I think he looks at the camera and he's like, how does anyone fucking do this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up. It's time for an ad. I am proud to announce that My Views Are My Own podcast has teamed up with the acclaimed novelist and friend of the show, Margaret Atwood, to create an exciting new product. If you guessed The Handmaid's Tale action figures, then you guessed right. Now you can relive all of the adventures of The Handmaid's Tale with these posable and collectible action figures. I have the whole set, and I love playing with them on the floor in front of my fireplace. Here's a little clip of me playing with these awesome toys just the other day. doop de doo Blessed be the fruit of Warren. May the Lord open of Glen. Do you want to go to the wall and view the hanged sinners and gossip quietly? Under his eye, that sounds fun. Hey, what are you doing? I'm playing Handmaid's Tale. Is that like G.I. Joe's? <laughs> G.I. Joe's are for babies. Handmaid's Tale action figures are for ages 12 and up. Oh, that sounds fun. Can I play? Of course. I was just about to start playing Participation. What's that? It's when the handmaids are given free reign to execute a prisoner of the state by a mass beating. But remember, don't hesitate because the eyes of the guardians are always watching. Oh, blessed be the fruit. (laughs) Under his eye. Be sure to collect them all. The Handmaid's Tale action figures available only at myviewsaremyown.com. And now back to the interview. Uh, you've been on Comedy Bang Bang a few times. And yes. I feel like it's probably appropriate to say this right now, because I don't feel like I've never said this on this podcast, but uh, out of all the podcasts that I had listened to before I started this one, uh, Comedy Bang Bang was the one that influenced me the most to make a podcast, actually. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so shout out Comedy Bang Bang. Comedy Bang Bang, the first time I did it was was so freaky for me because I like I was such a fan of the show um, of the TV show. And, you know, and like I know the great people that have come through and like done that show. And I hadn't spoken yet as my character. And then this was the Between Two Friends cast my first time doing it. And Lauren, the the character that Lauren Lapkus was doing had almost the exact same voice I was about to use for my character. And I was like, oh, no, do I do we both do we both do like this weird Cockney accent or do I do do I uh, do I switch mine real quick? And so I switched mine on the fly, but I was already the artful Dodger um, from Oliver Twist. (laughs) Um, and so it was like the artful Dodger, the the uh, the Brooklyn Dodgers, and I did this New York thing. It was so weird. <laughs> do you remember like other than that? Like, do you remember like the characters you did on your appearances? Yeah, I've done. I did. Uh, I did the artful Dodger. I've also done um, this teen, this teen boy named Carter Meza, um, <laughs> who who's like a he's a, he's a Satanist who like gave his liver to his teen crush <laughs> um, as hell. can i please entreat you to uh maybe like perform one of those characters or both of them, maybe 
<laughs> just, for, just for a moment. Uh, maybe like the Satanist did. Okay. Uh, hey, what's up? Oh, uh, it's me, Carter Mesa. Um, hey, like, uh, good to be here. Good to be here. Thanks for having me, Doug. So, Carter, uh, how's your teenage crush uh, liver transplant going? Oh, Nevea Delay. Um, her name is Heaven, spelled backwards. Well, like Heaven yelled, I guess, but the Heaven part is the important part. Anyway, yeah, I guess her body like rejected my liver. I don't know. I don't, you know, I, her family says it has something to do with my satanic beliefs, but I don't know if I believe that. I just don't think the dark Lord would treat us that way. Contrary to popular belief, he is not against love. Oh my God. <laughs> um, uh, what about the uh, the artful dodger? But he's from what he's from Brooklyn. Is that like his deal? Fuck. Um, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> what does it sound like? Um, hey, uh, I'm not. I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go Courtney. Okay. This is the original artful dodger. This is the original. The the OG artful dodger. Okay. Okay. You know, I've got fingerless gloves. They're very rough. And, uh, you know, I'm going to pick a pocket or two, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> I feel like this is like where I clearly know that, like, I'm no Scott Ackerman because I have no idea how to carry that further into the future. Other than this, <laughs> I wanted to hear it so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't find though what the Brooklyn one was. Sometimes these voices are hard, especially when you do things one time. It's like, I don't know. Well, I, I had a, like a... I had such a catastrophe on this podcast once because I like I, I do some characters and shit. And I have one uh, my my attorney that represents this podcast is named French Pierre, and he's <laughs> he's French Pierre attorney at law, and he's always <laughs> constantly like starting lawsuits to like offer people um, a a two night stay at the Fontainebleau Hotel and uh, one million francs. That's like his whole deal. <laughs> and I had a, uh, another person and uh, oh I had a French Canadian person on and I was like. I was like, well, shit, like, let's, you do French Canadian, I'll do French Pierre. But on the spot, I suddenly couldn't do a French accent anymore. It was, it was embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> These things happen a lot of times in like, in, in musical improv shows or regular improv shows, it's like, somebody will like set you up as an Australian. They're like, you're from Australia, right? And it's like, I will let me find out. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes, I am. Yeah, bet where it is. Yes, I am. Um, because you don't know. You always, you don't always know how it's gonna sound, even if yeah. you've done it before. That Australian is one of those ones that I always start slipping into a different. You know, uh, one of the worst ones is is like if you're doing uh, if you're doing an Irish accent and you start to turn Jamaican. I don't know if that's ever happened <laughs> to you. Definitely, <laughs> lots of things go Jamaican for me. It just happens. Uh, Irish is fun though. Um, I have to say this too, like, so looking forward to like new, amazing stuff you're working on. Uh, what have you got going on with the Reno 911? Yeah. Um, I shot with them over pandemic. That was like one of the first one, like one of the first things that I did out of quarantine. Um, they're great. I mean, what a bunch of legends. That was really cool. Um, it's like you're I always just, in everything that I love. <laughs> you can see me coming up in uh dead to me on netflix and uh there's like a, there's a bunch of stuff that's like 2022 baby You'll hell yeah so you're soon. just kind of like just taking over hollywood mm -hmm. and yeah i mean i'm i'm working it's i'm staying staying humble <laughs> but i'm i'm working it's good it's good reno 911 has never not been funny and now it has Giovanni Lanayo is going to be 10 times fucking funnier than it was before. So let's look forward to that. I just, when I, when I got that gig, I was like, this is so wild. I'm in between two ferns and Reno 911 and a progressive commercial with InSync. I was like, all my teen dreams are like coming true. Like how is, how are these, any of these things still around in my adulthood? That's so fucking cool. I, I don't know why I think a progressive commercial is so cool, but I, totally do no and it's awesome like, so, so you're like <clears throat> i was totally unaware of this so you're in the like i, re I recall i've seen this like where uh in sync like 
shows up and like they want to perform but like you guys are supposed to like chill out right is that kind of like yeah that's me that's me <laughs> oh my god i know it's all of homeowner this, it's all visually coming back to my mind right now <laughs> because this is like when did that come out it's i know it's super uh, recent yeah i mean it was still airing a few weeks ago i'm not sure if, i don't think it's still airing now but it, up up until at least like two three weeks ago it was still airing yeah, that's amazing <laughs> <laughs> um i'm gonna go ahead and say this like 100 uh progressive took over the game on uh funny insurance commercials and geico it's... has been just ugh, geico's shy. not even a player anymore yeah, dude that that lizard first of all the the uh whatever kind of accent he's supposed to have i know it's, it's like a type of british mm-hmm. it's, it's uh it's like abrasive <laughs> It's unfortunate. Like they, they were, they were like coming hard with the, with the comedy, with the hits on these commercials. And then they like started doing all of these other mascots. I don't know if they just weren't feeling confident in their gecko stuff anymore. They had the cavemen. They had the, that, that the guy made up. Huh? It, it worked for a minute until they like, didn't they try to make a caveman sitcom? Like they were like, oh, Hey, weird. let's turn this commercial into an actual TV show. I'm glad I didn't see that. It would make oh. me sad. I think. <laughs> Um, here's an important. There was the money. There was the sack of money with the eyeballs. <laughs> Progressive is in the game, although like I don't think Adam. Oh shit! I guess like since you're a spokesperson, uh, I'm totally gonna buy some Progressive. Oh great! Yay! I've done my job. Um, cool. I'm gonna have some like some stuff that's like not just like crazy Hollywood level stuff. So, what is uh Baby Wants Candy? Oh, Baby Wants Candy is the musical improv team that i perform with and we yeah we travel internationally they're they're uh, really big like worldwide um we have a full band that's also improvising um this choreography lyrics melodies i mean it's not choreography because it's improvised but like the dancing and everything and like the bands that they that they assemble in other countries are absolutely incredible here in la also incredible um, but yeah, we improvise an hour long musical based on an audience suggestion. Um, that's fucking amazing. I love that so much. Uh, it's like, so, it's so much fun. And it's just like, you get to, you get to play in so many different musical styles and like it's narrative. So we're creating these really like interesting musical stories and I get to do so many fun things with my voice. Um, it's great. Closely, I think I've uh, even witnessed that. It's like a dude that does, uh, he's like a freestyle rapper. And like he mm-hmm. goes, he'll go like to Venice Beach or wherever and try and draw a crowd and mm-hmm. then get people to yell suggestions so that he can show that like he, and really it is all off the top of his head and none of it's memorized. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Like he's like, he's, yeah, just, he's, he's, like, he's like, while I'm rapping, yell words. And somebody would be like, rhinoceros, you know, whatever. And you just keep on flowing, work it in. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's cool. But like, uh, I've seen a couple of shows kind of like what you're uh, talking about, but I've never seen one that's musical. Mm-hmm. What do you just like go on the stage and just start uh, asking for shout outs and then like, or for people to shout out like uh, suggestions. We ask for the name of a musical that doesn't exist. So they make up the name of a musical. We get three. This is just cause like people were, people would have a fit cause they were like, there's absolutely no way you're making that up. There, there's no way that you improvised an hour long musical. No. So what we do is we get three suggestions from the audience and then we have them vote on which one they want to see for oh, an hour. Cool. And then we just go. So then it like, you know, there's like a big full cast opening number and then like, and then the story just goes, I mean, the, the band is improvising. We're like, and we just, we just go, we don't ask for any more suggestions, just the one up top. It might, it's kind of like a, it's almost like a magician, right? Like where uh, you don't want people to think that the person in the audience is a plant Mm-hmm. to make the, the so the the magic trick is not pre-thought out so, yeah so like oh uh what is the like the coolest suggestion someone's ever thrown out and you guys did like an entire performance on it mm, the coolest one uh i mean <laughs> what ended up being one of my favorite shows of all time was somebody yelled out nuns with guns hell yeah and we did this whole espionage musical based around nuns and like i was like the the uh like the tech person who's like in the basement like and so we were doing these like very cool uh like 
spy movie type scenes with like all the different people in different places carrying out the um the i forget what it's called but like project what do you call it what (laughs) the heist the heist thank you so much um yeah it was yeah we did a heist musical it was fucking great um the hardest one huh go ahead oh no i was just gonna say i can't think of a of a live show i would rather go see than what you're describing right now i've said this many times like that just how much i love musicals and how much i feel like it sucks that like when you're a kid every movie's a musical and then it's like you grow up and like it's like now you have to watch The Shape of Water and, and <laughs> yeah you know, now you have to like, watch this patient oh, drama. <laughs> I want to hear him sing. <laughs> no, that, but that sounds amazing. But I, I interrupted you and I didn't mean to. Uh, you oh, were going to okay. say like there was another uh, oh, experience. The the hardest one, which was like when I was pretty new to the team, um, somebody the the one that the audience voted on was Tim Burton's The Avengers. Hell yeah. Which is just, I mean, it's cool, but it that is like musical improv in and of itself is so many balls in the air. Yeah. Singing, dancing, you're rhyming, like all of these things, harmonizing with people. And now we have to incorporate Tim Burton references and Marvel references and make them work together and tell an hour long story. And that was like my my brain has never been more tired. How, how do you even like select the music? Like, so like in cities, you know, like, Cause I know you've done this all over the world. Like you've been to Iceland and like, mm-hmm. all, you know, when you're like heading out to Iceland, how do you select these musicians? Cause you need to know like that these people are going to be able to like, first of all, like not only be like just great at their instrument and all that, but be able to like potentially uh, hear the suggestion. This is a Tim Burton style song <laughs> slash like Avengers, you know, like, so didn't Tim Burton was that uh, Danny Elfman. It's like a Danny Elfman mm-hmm. type music. And then Avengers, I don't know who does the music for that, but like, that's always that epic <clears throat> yes. shit. And then you guys are obviously creating a story inside of that. Like, how do you, how do you find musicians that can do that? Like when you're, when you're going I to don't, Iceland, you just call thank, a worker. Thank God that is not a part of my job. Okay. <laughs> that, that is like on the production side that they find the people. Cause I'm always just amazed at like, just like the the wealth of references that these musicians are able to make and like together because it's it's piano bass guitar drums and then like when we were in australia we had a sousaphone and like some random instruments that were just like worked in um but yeah i i they find these people who are geniuses and i'm just grateful but luckily i don't have to do that job i mean that's especially if if you're a band and you've just been assembled for this project to, for someone to be like, all right, the song has not just a song, this entire production that literally could have taken uh, someone on Broadway six months to come up with this concept. Like you're doing this right now. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Luckily, luckily it's fun for them from what I hear, because like from hanging out with them, because there's nothing, yeah. there's like not another gig like that. And like hanging out, um, getting, you know, <laughs> drinking, which is such a stupid idea to drink with musicians from Scotland. Oh. Um, <laughs> but like, they're like, one of the guys was just talking about like, this is the funnest gig. Like they'll have to pry it from my cold dead fingers. I'll do this every, <laughs> every time you guys are in town. <laughs> oh, uh, will you please, uh, do a, a Scottish musician again. <laughs> uh, if, if fuck it, off. If from, me, from a cold dead finger, I can't. I'll have to pry it from me cold and fit. No, now I'm going Irish and it's going to be Jamaican it's in moments. So goddamn hard. It's so hard. And they're so different. I always just do Sean Connery. I'm like, speedboats, motorcycles. <laughs> it was quite an experience playing my xylophone for you i can't fucking do it is he still alive no he died no he died oh yeah oh r.i.p very talented i think he had a really good run so yeah yeah Uh, we i mean we still talk about entrapment what's that oh no was that not sean connery the one with Catherine zeta jones i just don't know what it is it doesn't mean it doesn't exist (laughs) oh come on Catherine zeta jones and she's like going under those lasers and like her butt looks amazing (laughs) yes no yes yes <laughs> uh and what was he like the he was kind of like the uh what's it called like the 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 other guy <laughs> he was the heist leader yeah yeah like yeah a, i mean i'm hoping i mean i mostly remember Catherine zeta jones's butt but i'm hoping i'm not mixing this up with the rock i don't think so though <laughs> hold up 
it's time to reach into the mailbag. Every week on the show, we check the mailbag to see if anyone has written a message to the show, and then we read that message out loud. All right, I am extremely excited to read this message. I've been waiting on this for a while. This message comes directly from the admins at Instagram. Now, I've been waiting for a long time to get my blue checkmark verification for this podcast so people can finally see this is a serious, awesome podcast, and it should totally be taken seriously. So <clears throat> without further ado, Instagram wrote, <clears throat> your account wasn't verified because it doesn't meet the criteria for verification. Verification is for people like Obama and Joaquin Phoenix. All of us here at the verification office laughed at you, and we sincerely hope that this rejection letter makes you feel bad. All right. Well, that was obviously a mistake, and they probably sent that to me on accident. I'm sure that I will be able to work this out with the people at Instagram, and everything is going to be fine, and I won't have to go live in a sewer and feel ashamed of myself for trying, because there's nothing wrong with trying. <laughs> and now back to the interview. Going back to the uh, Tim Burton Adventures yeah. production. So what was, the, can, can you even like tell me the story? Like, is it? Oh my gosh. Uh, uh, honestly, like you make, you make it up for an hour and then like you kind of forget it. Like when people come up to me and they're like, oh, I saw you in such and such show. It's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, I don't, <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's kind of just gone. Um, which is just kind of like the way of improv. Oftentimes I remember the feeling of my brain trying desperately to make stuff like to bring stuff together and do all the things, but you know, it was some kind of Epic, <laughs> some kind of exciting Epic much praise was given. I totally get that. Cause like, um, I've had people ask me like, why, like if I, if I would do stand up or like ask me to do stand up, cause like I, I do a lot of like, it's like uh comedy in the situations I'm in. So like, I've oftentimes been like, the funniest dude on the construction site I'm on. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I know that doesn't translate to like on a stage, you know, and like, <clears throat> or like I've been at a wedding or something and like I got a good little audience of people around me where I'm just kind of like a little buzz from champagne and having a great time and everybody laughs a whole lot. And then, but I walk, yeah, the same thing. I walk away from it. And I'm like, I don't know how I did that. And I don't remember what was <laughs> funny about it. And so I certainly am not going to try and walk and get on a stage. <laughs> you certainly could. I, I did stand up for many years. And like, I remember I did this. I was in a competition once and one guy who had never done stand up before brought the whole audience because like when you've done stand up for years, like you can only get so many of your friends to keep coming to your shows. Um, but like he had never done it. So everyone in his office, all his friends and family were all there. And like it became clear. It's like, oh, he's the funny guy from his office oh okay okay and i was like this is gonna suck and then he was totally legit it made me oh, really oh. mad <laughs> he was very good he was like he was a he was a natural i didn't want that to happen but it, like i was like okay your presence here is valid and like your office is lucky to have you but <laughs> yeah, this reminds me of as a thing we used to do uh when i was younger and i was always in bands and you know here in Na nashville's got a pretty big music like People think of Nashville as country music, but there's a lot of other shit going on. Like there's especially like a, over a decade ago, you know, like maybe 15 years ago when it was like, you could, it was so much going on and there's so many mm -hmm. scenes. And one of our tricks, like whenever I had a band, like, and we had a show and we wanted a lot of people there is we would always try and find dudes that were in a band that like worked as bartenders or whatever, and that never played shows. And so when they did play a show, they would bring out every single person that they worked with. Yeah. And, all the, and so we would get a big ass crowd. It was, a, it was mm -hmm. just a, it was a hack. I'd be like, shit, man, mm -hmm. like, like we're, we're playing a, like a bigger venue. We want a lot of people there, you know? And like you said, you can't just keep getting all your friends out there. And so you're like, let's get these dudes. They're in a band. They, ne they haven't played in two years, get them there. They'll get there. And so you, and then you end up with an audience of like 200 people. Because That's you, so real. <laughs> <laughs> that's so real their friends aren't jaded like it's like yeah we think you're talented but we've been to your shows before <laughs> but like yeah these these fresh these fresh artists yeah. yep <laughs> bring them along and they bring the crowd I, before we go away from uh baby wants candy anymore i just like i gotta ask like so like what what all countries did you go to besides like you said iceland uh 
Yes, Scotland, Australia, and then like, I mean, the team travels like all over to like, I can't do every tour. And then the, and then all over the continental United States as well. So I've been then like done shows in, in New York and like, you know, Cleveland and DC and wherever. We also do a show called Shamilton, which is a improvised uh, biography. So it's in the style of Hamilton, but instead of a musical, the audience suggests a person that they want to see a rap biography about for an hour. Uh, so that one's like almost strictly rap freestyle narrative. Oh, Giovanni, I have to say this. Uh, if you're ever bored on an airplane and you've run out of podcasts to listen to, please listen to, uh, my views are my own reviews. Hamilton. We did. Oh, we did like a one hour review of that play. Okay. <laughs> like, was, it, honestly, was it positive? Oh, it was very positive. I, oh, like, great, I, good. I really enjoyed it, actually. Like, okay, good. Uh, a lot of what it is is more like uh, us criticizing the actual historical figures themselves. Oh, sure. Uh, and talking about what pieces of shit most of them really were. But uh, yeah, in no way was I criticizing like uh, Lynn Manuel Miranda or anyone that was in that. Like it was, it was a great performance. For sure. But that's why I made it so funny because I could talk so much shit about the the actual founding father type people who I have no respect for in a lot of ways. Yeah. Hell yeah. And then throw tons of respect at these artists. And uh, (laughs) one of my favorite things that ever happened with that was, I don't remember this, but uh, when that show was at its absolute uh, pinnacle, Mike Pence tried to go to it. I remember. And they like did an announcement up top. Yeah. And they booed him out of the fucking... uh, (laughs) the theater he had to leave it was good so, fuck that guy yeah fuck that guy he gets booed everywhere he goes now too like even the magas don't like him he gets booed <laughs> for because they were saying he didn't let donald trump uh overthrow the government i don't know God. this is uh, well, this is fun we're turning into the, the the chapo trap house version of my piece of on right now <laughs> <laughs> uh shit uh, but speaking of i want to bring up one thing this is that is kind of timely did you see uh Trump get booed for uh, saying he got vaccinated. <laughs> I didn't see that. I didn't see that. That's nice, though. They're in a death cult, dude. I don't even give a it's, shit. Uh, it's just like, yes, yes to Trump getting booed. But like the reason the, then I like, oh, yeah. And they're saying that because they're so anti-vaccine. And then it's sad again. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, musical improv is so fun. I know. <laughs> we we uh we changed the game and um where you went to high school. Puyallup. Puyallup. Oh yeah, yeah, hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. I went to high school in Puyallup and in San Diego. Both oh, were cool. great. I love San Diego. San Diego's dope. I mean, it's very conservative, but like if you don't talk to anybody, then it's just a beautiful place. Oh, what I'm going to say is, I love the beach in San Diego. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> Actually, as a matter of fact, uh, I don't think I. Uh, if I lived there, I think I would hate it. Uh, I think uh, super early on, I had a, I had a terrible experience in San Diego. I went down to, uh, I think I was 14. I was a skateboarder at the time. It's a great place to be a skateboarder. I should, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm in my late 30s and I'm still a skateboarder. I'm not going to yeah. stop. Great. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I was there you? and, uh, I, you know, I went down to the beach and I was like, uh, and I bought a Gatorade. And a lot of people don't this is this will like really show my age too. Is that I bought a Gatorade, it came in a glass bottle. And, what? Came, and there was a there was a ton of uh like local skaters and they were all really good. And I, when I was 14, I wasn't that great, you know. So I was like, I'm just gonna hang back and just watch for a little bit. And I was just sitting on the curb drinking my Gatorade, and I got rolled up on by two San Diego PD fuckers on motorcycles who like uh harassed the shit out of me. Uh, Book my Gatorade away from me. No, their their uh, their excuse at the time. This is like so. This is the nineties, you know. And they said you're not allowed to have glass on the beach, which I wasn't on the beach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and I was like, you know, I I hated the cops back here, back here in Nashville at the time, and I was like, man, fuck San Diego, dude. <laughs> yeah, would like beach like. I saw people, I was at the beach in LA the other weekend and they were giving out tickets for having alcohol. I am glad I didn't get one, but I was like, damn, maybe it's just like California beach cops. I don't know. I I don't know. Cause the thing is like only like a few years later, I was in Hawaii 
uh, underage drinking on the beach. And I, I know you live in Hawaii as well. And this time mm-hmm. we had 40s. So like then I'm like actually committing a crime because I was underage drinking. I had a 40 and it was glass and I was on the beach. Wow. And, and the cops rolled up on, on uh, uh, those ATVs they have. <laughs> and Hawaiian, like there's something about, like, I have never had an issue with a Hawaiian cop yet. Even those guys, they rolled up and they're like, are you guys drinking 40s? And they're like, and they took our IDs, showed that I clearly was like not old enough to have an alcohol beverage. And he's like, you have to throw it in the trash. And I was like, okay. And I did. And they left. <laughs> oh, okay. I was, okay. I, was, I would say that even extends to uh, the Hawaiian uh, TSA. It's like the most like reasonable and polite TSA agents I've ever encountered in the world. <laughs> I don't think I, I've never made note of the Hawaiian TSA agents, but I imagine they're pretty chill. And I think that those that was like having you throw away your 40s and then leaving you alone is pretty reasonable. That was pretty nice. Yeah. And, and also, like, I mean, and compare that to San Diego, where I was like literally like almost got handcuffed for having a glass Gatorade. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know what? Hmm. It's time for the lightning round. Oh, okay. So uh the way this podcast works, there's a lightning round. And this is the part where I start asking you questions and they're super fast. You don't have any time to think. It's all gut reactions. So it's just like off the top of your head. Sound good? Okay. Yeah. All right. If you could reboot any movie and turn it into a musical starring you, which movie would you pick? Spice World. Oh, hell yes. I was actually, I was going to add the caveat that you don't have to make it not a musical to begin with. <laughs> Great. <laughs> all right. Moving on. <laughs> this is a very patient lightning round. Um, all right. Let's say I win the lottery and reboot The Wizard of Oz starring you. And it's extremely high budget because, you know, I'm, I'm spending all my lotto cash on this. This is like what I'm doing with my lottery money. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. trying to buy a house. I want to do this movie. And that's, and like, we've negotiated. You're down and there's, there's a contract and shit. But the catch is I've already hired the actors and it's in your contract to cast their roles. How would you cast the former co-hosts of Comedy Bang Bang, Reggie Watts, Kid Cudi, and Weird Al Yankovic? Okay. Um, Weird Al is going to be the Tin Man. Um, right. Very cool. Uh, Kid Cudi is Dorothy. Nice. Reggie is the Scarecrow, and I am the Lion. I fucking love that. Oh, my God. I'm going to keep playing the lotto to make this happen. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, I just needed like one more thing to make me like keep playing the lotto. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So hypothetically, the Wizard of Oz reboot was a box office success. Yes. And now we can afford the rights to Fight Club the musical. Great. How would you cast yourself, Reggie Watts, Kid Cudi, and Weird Al Yankovic? Okay. Um... Whoa, let's see. Reggie is Marla. Um, I am, I am narrator. Uh, gonna go, yeah. Wait, who's left? Well, so you still have to do Tyler Durden, which I mean, Kid Cudi seems like the probable choice. I I am gonna go Kid Cudi. That would be fucking nuts. I just, I I don't want Weird Al in that lead. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to go Kid Cudi as uh, as Tyler Durden. And Weird Al can be the security guard at the airport who's like, and every once in a while, it's a dildo. Yes. Okay. I was going to say that maybe Weird Al could be uh, Meatloaf's character too, though. No, Meatloaf stays Meatloaf. Yeah. No, we, we get Meatloaf back. <laughs> <laughs> Meatloaf is going to be in every one of the things that I'm recasting, uh, including the Spice World movie, because he was the bus driver in Spice World. I'm only going to ask you one more of these, I promise. I'm not going to okay. like, do this. I first. like it. It's fun. Uh, okay. <laughs> now we can finally obtain the rights to the movie Seven, the musical. How would you cast yourself, Reggie Watts, Kid Cudi, and Weird Al Yankovic? Okay, great. This is perfect because I've never seen Seven. I only know it's scary. Um, I I will be, I know that there's a severed head. 
Um, so let's go Weird Al's severed head. There's a severed head, right? So he would be Gwyneth Paltrow. Okay, great. Weird Al is Gwyneth Paltrow. I will be six. Uh, Kid Cudi will be seven. And <laughs> Reggie Watts will be um, the, will play God. The dude that played the serial killer, I can never think of his name. He was uh, the dude from American Beauty. Who did he play in American Beauty? The main, the dad. Oh, uh, oh, that motherfucker. Yeah, he's the serial killer. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Kaiser Sose. I'm also, do you know when somebody else forgets a name, it makes you, it makes you forget the name. Uh, the president, the president from House of Cards, that guy. House of Cards, yes. I would say Reggie Watts could be Kaiser Sose slash <laughs> the dude. Because there's a, there's a great scene in the movie where he like cuts off all of his uh, fingerprints. And then he comes into the police station and he goes like, detectives. And I could just really see Reggie Watts just fucking nailing that scene. And that's really what I want. Well, I don't know if we're keeping that scene. I mean, because now the movie is uh, a severed head, two numbers and God. So, you know, we're going to see what, what fits. We're going to see what works. Well, it's also a musical now, too. Yeah. So. It's going to be a romp. It's going to be a dark romp. Oh, dude, I love that it's going to be a romp. Um, what's a scene from Bike Club you think like would make a really good like rompous uh, song? A scene from what? Bike Club. Oh, from Fight Club. Oh, a raucous song. Oh my gosh. Um, I definitely want to see the song where uh, all of the they're all like joining Project Mayhem and like they're starting it up and they're doing all the chores around the house. I want to see is this going to be a little bit like Look Down from Les Misérables, yes. but like gritty and sexy and like culty i think that'll be a fun uh, ensemble number i was thinking maybe like something along the lines of like uh maybe like cinderella too like (laughs) when they're like doing project mayhem i i I don't know like how gritty you want it to be or whatever but like they'd be like "Uh, project mayhem project mayhem i don't know do you want to like uh do one last uh improv song I, know it's like- I really don't think this is the format for it. Doug. <laughs> it doesn't really work with no music on a team of musical improvisers. Um, if you okay, all right, all right, okay. We're improvising a song we're just, from. We're just creating Club. a skeleton. We're just creating like a an idea that later on will become like a huge thing. Okay. Do you want to do a song between um, between a uh, narrator and? Marla or Tyler Durden and Marla. I, I was thinking like Tyler Marla. Durden and Marla. I think you. I would like to play Marla in this duet. Would you like to be Tyler Durden or would you like to be narrator? Ooh, uh, definitely narrator. Okay, you can be narrator and I'll be Marla. At what point in the movie do you feel like this is happening? Uh, the part where narrator narrator starts to want uh, her to leave because he like is like she's taking up too much of Tyler Durden's time. Oh, okay. Okay, so oh, we're like we got like, what? What are we doing? Like kind of a lame Miz thing, or do kind of like a Sunday? I don't, I don't know. Okay, but that's enough. I think that's a good amount of information. I remember this moment. I okay, so she she walks up in the garden. Yes. yes. Um, I bought this prom dress for one dollar. Somebody wore it for a day and forgot about it. Tyler not here. Tyler gone. What? Oh, what do you mean? <laughs> Man, I I'm not cut out for this world. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've learned. I a told lot you today. this is not the place. <laughs> we learned a lot today. Well, but you you really transported me there. Like I really felt like I was in the garden. You had showed up with your thrift store dress. Like I was the narrator, but like I had nothing to say because like. I suck at this. You rule at this. And we've learned a lot today. about. We've learned a lot today. I really like that lightning round. Uh, Well, this is part of the lightning round. And even though this is like, honestly could have fit in like a question that really would take a lot of time to answer. And it's that you made a short film called The Roommate that I've watched several times. And it's amazing. And (laughs) I actually just wanted to ask like, what, what, what is that? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Like, what is it? Like, I mean, I, I get it. It's 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 self-contained. You can watch it and that's all you need to do. Like it's Yeah. It good. honestly honestly I just like wanted it's hard for me to like just like to to take things from start to finish and so I really just wanted to just like okay, I've got the simple idea. Let me write it out. It's wacky. I'm going to like 
get a crew together and I'm going to make this thing start to finish. And then after that, I'm going to do a music video and then I'm going to do a more involved sketch, but I needed to like get the ball rolling on just like making stuff happen. Um, and it, this very simple idea was so much work and money that I was like, Oh, I'm, I'm done making things. So that was the last thing I will make. Uh, but it was very fun, very exciting to have uh, Leland Bowden from Disney Channel and a great crew. And one, I have, like, I really am happy with the way that it turned out. And I'm, I'm happy to say farewell to producing things. Well, anyway, I loved it. And I, I encourage everyone to just, uh, if you don't mind to tell them, to look at it on youtube i don't know if that's yeah okay, there yeah, are just... a lot of things called the roommate so you'll probably have to look up the roommate and giovanni lanayo and thumbs up every single thing she ever did or else <laughs> <laughs> thanks doug <laughs> you're both all right here's a question i have to ask everyone at the end of every uh interview and that's what do you think is the best mid-sized car on the market right now oh you know i love my little honda fit honda fit hell yeah I don't know if it's the best one. I just know that it's done nothing but treat me very well. I'm aggregating a ton of uh, information from all my guests on this particular question. So far right now, uh, Prius is like taking the lead, but Honda Fit sounds like a pretty good mid-sized car. I'm, I'm, I'm such a fan. Giovanni, I have to ask you the most important question of all. Mm -hmm. And that is... Everyone out there in Radio Land, where can they find you? Like check you, like check you out, find all your amazing work. Other than like obviously, like you can go on Netflix and watch Between Two Ferns, but you do so much more. And uh, where's it all at? Uh, hey, you can uh, you can find me on Instagram uh, at Giovanni. It's just my first name. Yeah, first name handle, baby. Um, yeah, a lot of stuff coming out in 2022 that I can't talk about yet. Um, my voiceover stuff is coming along, so I'm very excited for you to see all those things happening. Yeah, follow me on Instagram and I'll let you know when I've got stuff coming up. Cool. Well, if you follow me on Instagram, all I have to do is go click on Giovanni's picture. It takes you straight there. I had such a fun time. I'm so glad that you had me on. It was fun. I'm honestly, it's really fun to talk about Between Two Ferns and all this. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for being on thanks Doug bye bye